You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. What's going on, everybody? Emergency podcast time. Josh Calloway, Tom Green. We just had a show earlier today with Colin Kennedy and myself. We're back for episode two of the day because breaking news, defensive coordinator Ted Roof and Oklahoma have parted ways. The team announced it uh, just a little bit ago before we started recording. Um, This was called as a mutual parting of ways. Ted Roof just literally a week ago in San Antonio said he had no intentions to leave or to stop coaching, that he loved Oklahoma, all that good stuff, and now he's gone. And Oklahoma in the same offseason is going to be replacing their offensive coordinator, which they already did, and their defensive coordinator, which they have said the search will obviously begin immediately. Tom, a lot to digest here, obviously. D.C. is now open for Oklahoma. But just off the top, before we get into kind of the weeds of who we think is going to replace them or or the ripple effects, just your reaction uh, as this drops – on a Thursday afternoon, somewhat out of nowhere. I mean, we had heard whispers of this maybe being possible, but it was more framed, at least to me, in the angle that he could be maybe retiring. He shot that down in San Antonio, but the change is being made anyway. What's your reaction to all this? This is kind of crazy. Yeah, like you, I think I'm a little bit surprised, um, especially after we had just spoken to him a little bit more than a week ago. Um, This is, what, last Tuesday that uh, we talked to him? Sure. Sure. and he was very adamant, you know, his, his exact quote was, you know, I love the grind. When I quit loving it, I'll quit doing it. I'll find something else to do, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. You know, he went on to say, I love everything about coaching. I love the grind. I love the type of people I'm with. I love being at a place where my core values align with the head coach and the university, the staff I'm with and the players I get to coach. Being at a place like the University of Oklahoma, I love when that expectation level is high. I love being a part of that. And, you know, <clears throat> he had just finished up the second year of a three-year deal that was worth $3.45 million. Um, so this was going to be a contract year for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, there was some speculation that maybe he was going to you know, retire, you know, he just turned 60 in December, the same day that, you know, Danny Stutzman announced that he was coming back for a senior season. So yeah. it is a little bit surprising, um, especially like, again, just given the timing of it all, given what he said last week, he seemed like his heart was still in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just a little bit surprising, um, especially now you're going into your first year in the SEC with a new offensive <laughs> coordinator and a new defensive coordinator. And that, doesn't exactly seem ideal. Yeah, this, I mean, I, and it, I'm not, this is not a hot take by any means. It never seemed like Ted Roof was going to be a long-term thing at Oklahoma. From the time right. that they hired him 
you know, obviously they come in, Brent Venables gets the head coaching job, and it's like, who's going to be his DC? Because obviously Venables, he's it's going to be his defense. He's going to run the show. Who's going to be the guy underneath him? Ted Roof was an underwhelming name when it when it came out. A lot of fans were like, okay, you know, that's not what we expected. Obviously, you look at Ted Roof's career resume. He's been at every place for just a year or two. He's coached a long time at a lot of different places. And there was some thought that maybe after last year that they would maybe do this. They decided to run it back with Ted Roof. And the defense improved, but obviously it's still not a finished product. And I think that this is overall a great sign that Brent Venables and this staff, this administration, Joe Cicillion, they're all taking it very seriously. That they, they know they're not where they need to be. And nothing against Ted Roof, you know, personally, obviously. He's been very polite to media in his two years, and we all like him. But he's not going to elevate your defense and help you. He's more kind of there to to kind of help, for lack of a better term. I mean, Brent, he, he's the linebackers coach. We all know that Venables coaches the linebackers. We're out there practice. This is Venables' defense. You know, he probably needs somebody, Venables I'm talking about, that can actually help him run the show a little bit, like we see Kirby Smart do, that he had with Dan Lanning beneath him. We see Nick Saban do and, and guys like that. So I think it's a great sign if you're an Oklahoma fan to feel good that Oklahoma's not just sitting back thinking like, we're moving the right direction. We're going to get the way we want. They're being aggressive in trying to get where they want to be. I think that's maybe the most positive aspect of this for Oklahoma. And now we'll see where Brent Venables goes with it, if he can bring somebody in or promote from within or whatever it may be to kind of help get that last missing piece of the puzzle on getting this defense to that elite level um, where obviously they want it to be. It, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. Yeah, again, I think we're surprised by the timing of it all, like I said, because we spoke to Ted Roof last week. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, this is something that we all thought was very possible even, you know, before the season started when we were, uh, you know, talking to Brent Venables and he was saying that he learned last year that he can't just be a CEO head coach. He needs to be a guy that's got his fingerprints all over the defense. So he was more involved in that. You know, it was a collaborative yeah. play calling effort between him and Ted Roof. Um, obviously, you know, Brent's going to have final say in all that. Um, so we, we knew that this defense was going to be more in Brent Venables' image. Um, Ted Roof obviously worked with him a little bit at Clemson in an off-field role, so they had an existing relationship there. And, you know, Ted Roof did a good job helping get this defense kind of off the ground and heading in the right direction because, you know, they made improvements year over year. You know, it's not, it's not like Ted Roof was a disaster defensive coordinator. Um, you know, him and Brent Venables and the rest of that defensive staff – um, you know, did a really good job. You know, they, they, they improved from, you know, 99th nationally in points allowed per game to 49th um, after the weekend, you know, pretty much gave up one touchdown fewer per game this year. Um, mm -hmm. And that's not even including like the, you know, pick six uh, that, you know, Dylan Gabriel threw in that in uh, the Kansas game. So sure. you can adjust that a little bit, a little bit more. Um, but, you know, they, they improved dramatically and uh, situationally, you know, on third downs, they were a whole lot better. Uh, red zone touchdown defense, they made just giant strides. And then they made incremental strides in other areas, yards per play allowed, uh, rushing, you know, yards per rush allowed, uh, defensive pass efficiency. You know, so they were heading in the right direction. But I think, mm -hmm. like you said, Brent Venables, like, I, I still think no matter who he brings in, he's still going to be very involved just because that's kind of the nature of who he is that's that's what he's done throughout his career, sure. but he wants somebody to help get this defense over the hump. Um, yes. And like I said, they're heading in the right direction, but they just kind of need to get a little bit more out of that unit, um, especially as they head into this new chapter in the SEC. For sure. And again, not, you know, I'm not trying to rip Ted Roof, but, you know, 
like you said, help him get over the hump. I mean, Ted Roof is kind of viewed, maybe right or wrong. I don't know. We're not inside the building every single day, but he's viewed certainly from an outside perspective as he just kind of there as I don't know the right word, like the substitute teacher. Like he can got he can do what Venables need him to do when he's not there with the linebackers with the defense, but it's still Venables running the whole show. And so bringing somebody else in that maybe can help take a little bit more of that load off and is a great defensive mind of their own is would be a huge plus. So obviously that's where you got to go. And one nice thing here for Oklahoma is that this is not going to be nearly as stressful for fans. This will be a lot more fun, I think, <laughs> offensive one, because, you know, whenever Colin and I hopped on here after Jeff Levy took the Mississippi State job, there was fear, right, panic that, oh, gosh, are we going to lose Jackson Arnold? Are we going to lose all these offensive recruits? You're not really worried about that here because Brent Venables is the you know the mastermind of the defense and the, the staff you're assuming is going to stay in place mostly. There's not a lot of recruiting ramifications that you feel like are going to be felt here from losing Ted Roof. Now, what they do with the hire though is going to be very very fascinating. Now, you know they promoted from within on offense with Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley. Could very well see them do the same here on the defensive side. Obviously, people are throwing out you know Brandon Hall. Todd Bates, you could bring James Skowski right up from his analyst role, potentially maybe to fill that linebacker void. What are you thinking here in terms of what makes the most sense? What would you do? What are some other names that, you know, jump out to you as a possibility here in, in the immediate reaction? You know, this hour, this news has been out for an hour or whatever. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if they promoted from within. Um, you, know, you mentioned right. Todd Bates. Um, he'd, he'd be very qualified. You know, he's been with Brent for, you know, since 2017, I believe, at Clemson. Um, he's obviously a guy who's played in the SEC. Brandon Hall has defensive coordinator experience when he was at Troy. Um, you know, he had a brief stint in the SEC in 2013 as an analyst at Auburn, where they, you know, came within 13 seconds of a national championship. Um, <clears throat> so promoting from within would make sense. And then, like you said, maybe maybe bringing up another analyst like James Skalski to take over the linebackers mm -hmm. and help Brent Venables there. Um, but if you're looking outside hires, I think there's a couple names that are certainly worth monitoring. Um, Zach Arnett, who, you know, was the defensive coordinator at Mississippi State uh, for a few years before being promoted to head coach and then not even making it through his first season. I think he's probably the best, you know, available guy that's not under sure. contract somewhere right now. Um, he's he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. Obviously, the his stint as head coach in Mississippi State didn't work out as much. He's a guy that's familiar with the SEC um, <clears throat> and, and a guy that's used to, you know, running a defense with an offense that's based in the air raid. You know, that that, that is something sure. worth considering is that he knows how to handle a defense when the offense is moving that quickly and, you know, can flip the field quickly and, you know, be, be out there because, you know, we've heard it so many times, the need to play complementary football, you know, whether that means slowing it down sometimes offensively to give the defense a break and all that stuff. But having a guy that's familiar with <clears throat> uh, basing his defense off of that type of offense is definitely something that he has mm -hmm. in his favor. And again, he's available. Um, you know, another name that's really interesting is Zach Alley, currently the defense coordinator yeah. at Jacksonville State under Rich Rod. Um, you know, he was a student assistant and a GA at Clemson from 2011 to, I believe, 2018. So he was there the year before Brent Venables got there, but then he spent several years there with Brent Venables, and now he's obviously got defense coordinator experience um, at the group of five level as Jacksonville State just made the jump over from FCS. So I think that's another really interesting name to watch. Um but I, I think all four of those guys are really intriguing. And, and obviously, you know, Brent Medwell said, you know, 
It's going to be a national search. It's underway right now. We'll see what they go with it. But um, I, I certainly think that, you know, given how the offense coordinator search played out, I would not at all be surprised to see Brent Venables promote from within. For sure. And I imagine if the offensive coordinator search told us anything, they're going to do their due diligence. They may have their favorite right now, maybe Brent Hall or, or Todd Bates. But they'll move swiftly. You know, I don't think this will take real long, probably by, you know, what, a week or two at most. They'll probably have this higher in. Um, as far as the outside hires, yeah, Zach Arnett, seemed, you know, a lot of people are going to jump to that one is that would be a great hire. The only question really would be the fact whoever you bring in, you're not going to change your defensive staff. So they got to be okay with not having their own staff, their own guys, quote unquote. You know, you figure Zach Arnett would probably be fine with that for an opportunity to be the DC under Venables at Oklahoma. But that is something you have to make sure. And then Allie, too, even if he's not the D.C., I mean, would he give up a D.C. job to be a position coach? That is a huge jump in terms of the program, obviously, Jacksonville State. So you, would he come coach the linebackers? Maybe. I mean, that, that could be you know, a possibility if you didn't feel like Skowski was ready to take that on. Um, feels like he probably is, but we'll, we'll find out uh, here very, very shortly. But, yeah, if, if you had to – put betting odds on it. feels like Brandon Hall or Todd Bates, just keeping it within, just like he did an offense, is probably your most most likely, uh, you know, kind of end point here, which I think most of you fans would probably be fine with. So, yeah. yeah. Especially, I, I, want, I don't want to say, I, I wrote this yesterday about the six, you know, veterans that could have left mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, pursue the NFL, but decided to come back. But having that continuity is huge. And obviously, yeah. like you said, Whoever comes in, the rest of the defensive staff is, you know, probably going to remain intact. Um, <clears throat> but if you promote from within, you're maintaining that continuity. Obviously, all these guys have familiarity with Brent Venables already. And look, nobody's going to overhaul what the defensive system is as long as Brent Venables is the head coach. He's going to have yeah, his, right, right. he's going to have his ID, his fingerprints, his hands all over that. Um, so, I'm just really intrigued to see where he goes from here. Um, again, certainly the timing is interesting. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, you've kind of touched on a couple times and we'll wrap up here pretty soon, but this, the timing of it, are you, are you, how surprised are you that they didn't do this a month ago? You know, once they weren't in the baseball championship game, you <clears> have <throat> that time before the bowl game, obviously Jeff Levy left. So that's not the same situation. You had to make a high, you had to do it, but it felt like if you were going to do this, maybe do it then. And you can almost do a trial run with Brandon Hall or maybe make your hire are you surprised they waited till now to do this? And do you think the bowl game, I mean, surely it didn't, but did you think the bowl game had an impact? Like the Arizona throwing it around and then losing that game had any impact on, you know, Ted Roos' future? The, the timing is is a little the, the, kind of the odd aspect, I think, of this. I, I don't think I don't think the bowl game really played into it, um, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, the defense played pretty well outside of it, yeah, you know, you're that right, first quarter. Um, it was really the six turnovers on the offense that, that did them in. Yeah, very um, and, and obviously the defense, you know, the front seven had one of its best games of the year with the five sacks and just all the pressure that it was able to able to generate in that game. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think something worth considering is I believe the annual coaches convention, AFCA convention, I believe that's usually the same week as the national championship game. Um, so the timing there makes sense just because, mm -hmm. you know, you have a chance to, if you're going down to that, you can, I'm pretty sure it's in the same site as the national championship game. So it's in Houston this week. You know, you have a chance to go and interview people in person, network, kind of get a feel for some of these outside candidates that you 
may be considering or maybe yeah. you know that aren't on your radar yet so the, the timing from that standpoint makes sense just because you have this big convention where you can you know shake hands and you know just like, again network and do your due, due sure. diligence and you know get a feel for these people that you might not have a pre-existing relationship with for sure it's wild stuff and like i said really my overarching takeaway uh for me is just you know, Ted Roof just said a little over a week ago, like we said, that he he was still planned on coaching. He was happy at Oklahoma. So the fact that that Venables made the hard decision here, um, Ted didn't want to leave unless he was just lying to us, which I don't, nobody thinks that he didn't want to leave. Um, the easy thing would have been to keep him and to keep moving forward, but Oklahoma's being aggressive. Venables made the hard decision here to upgrade and to try and continue to move things forward, not be status quo, but continue to be moving forward going into the SEC next season. I think that's probably the most encouraging aspect of this if you're an Oklahoma fan. Just Venables is making the he's making moves. He's not satisfied where they're at. They're they you can sense the urgency coming from the program. The fans have felt the urgency, but to feel it coming from the program, I think, is nice if you're an OU fan. So that's kind of been my overarching thought coming out of this. Uh for you, I mean final thoughts. Uh just overall, it's kind of stunning. I mean, like I said, we all there was kind of some rumblings and whispers that had been thrown around that maybe he could retire <laughs> after this year. But once he said that in San Antonio, we kind of shut our brains off as ah, uh, he's back. And yeah. then this happens on a Thursday afternoon, boom, they drop it themselves. It didn't nobody broke this, by the way. Oklahoma announces themselves, which is um not overly common, it seems like, uh, in today's today's college football world. Just wild, wild stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just Speaking personally, I mean, I cleared my schedule this afternoon because I didn't think anything was going to be going on. And I had to take my dogs to the vet for a checkup. Yeah. Um, so of course, naturally, stuff breaks while while I'm out. And thankfully, we have a you know a team of people, and James was able to get the hard news while you know we I handled that. And now we're podcasting, and I'll have a hot board up on the on the site shortly. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> like you said, no nobody really saw this coming. Certainly, as you know, when it did. Um, but I think, like you said, Brent Venables kind of is being aggressive here. You know, good enough is not enough is basically mm -hmm. what this message is. Even though the defense improved greatly, um, you know, especially in, in, in scoring and some of the situational things, we had a lot of people say at the beginning of the season, you know, going into the season, given how bad Oklahoma's defense was last year, if they were a top 50 unit, they'd be pleased with how, how things went this season. Oklahoma was a top 50 unit in scoring um, even better in some of these other metrics, but Brent yeah. Venables is here saying we need to get over that hump. We, we we can't be stagnant. We have to go out and be aggressive and, and, and do what we need to do to get this defense where he believes the standard is. You know, they are chasing the standard, and we've heard it so many times from players on the team. You, know, you set the standard so high that you can't attain it. And they're yeah. doing what they can to try to attain it this offseason because this is a this is a pivotal offseason for for this program. You, know, you can't you can't just you know mm. kind of you know flow into the SEC and expect you know to have the kind of results that you had in the Big Twelve. It's a much more difficult conference. It's a much more cutthroat conference. You're going to need to step up in many different areas. And Brent Venables is doing what he can to try to take this defense up a notch. It's going to be fun to watch and uh, see how it plays out. Like we said, a lot of pieces back on that defense. Like Colin and I talked about just earlier today with Woody Washington coming back. That defense has got a lot of veterans on it. And now you you see where Oklahoma goes with the D.C. hire. But it could be a, a lot of excitement around – there already is, but a lot of excitement around these parts 
about uh, the staff and just the way things are are moving uh, for Oklahoma as a program. Another big move. Ted Roof is gone after two years. We'll see where he winds up. We'll see how Oklahoma fills the void. Now is a phenomenal time to become a VIP subscriber to Sooners Illustrated. Oklahoma 247sports.com. 60% off for a year right now is being offered. So hop on that. You'll be all over the DC search. Built to around for the OC search. Knows that we were all over that. Our great Colin Candy, our great insider, was fantastic in that. And we were all over that. Eventually, all roads led us south of Challenge Joe John Finley. We'll be all over this one as well. We'll continue to break it down and react to this news more in the coming days, of course, on the Sooners Illustrated podcast. That's it for now. Be sure to check out the site for all the latest. Become a VIP subscriber. Make sure you don't miss a thing as another coaching search going on for Oklahoma. A D.C. search now this time is underway. Ted Roof gone to Oklahoma after two years. That's it for now. For Tom Green, I'm Josh Calloway. We'll see you guys next time on the Sooners Illustrated podcast. Mm-hmm.